Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera, and you are tuned in to an all-new episode of Just Let It Glow Podcast, and we are getting closer and closer and closer to, you know, that good 100 episodes, and I'm just so, again, I just can't reiterate how proud I am and how grateful I am to you guys' support, but other than that, let's get into the show. I was out last week. I missed the week, y'all. You know, sometimes y'all, your girl just be glitching. Like, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Sometimes I just start glitching. And I just have to, like, take time to, like, relax, relate, release, refocus, re-energize. And also, it was kind of like a, snow, a slow news week um, last week. And usually, like, I can figure out more shit to talk about. But with it being like a snow, a slow news week, and my brain not right, I just was like, yeah, this shit ain't gonna work. <laughs> this shit ain't about to work. And I don't wanna just talk to talk. And um, I don't feel inspiration in that way. And I think now that I host the show by myself, I have to like really have to have something to talk about, things to discuss things that I can engage with because I, I'm pretty much talking to myself here. So um, last week was just like, uh-uh. And you know what? It's a couple of things about last week that had me messed up. And it might sound vain, but I needed my hair done real big. So I was feeling like a ragamuffin. And I was just like not feeling it because my hair wasn't done. And I was getting tired of wearing those braids, child. And I go to the gym, so you know they was really, really needing to be take out, taken out. Then I hadn't worked out in like two days, so y'all know I had already decided that if I if I go more than two days without working out, I'm glitching. Then just life <laughs> and everybody that comes into your life or everybody that's a part of your life. Sometimes it just can be a lot. And I think, you know, and I'm going to get into more detail about that later, but like, like that thing where I was just saying, like dealing with people that aren't on the same path as you or not as aligned as you are in that time, it could just take a toll um, dealing with such toxicity that it just bothers you. And sometimes it's avoided. Sometimes it can be avoided and sometimes they really can't, you know, because um, a lot of people don't mean harm, but it just... Being an empath, sometimes you just take on other people's emotions sometimes. So my brain was like foggy, doggy, but I feel good this week. You know, I've been busy working. I'm excelling in that area. Um, My brain has been put together pretty well. Haven't had any, you know, crazy things happening. Haven't felt too much anxiety. I also have therapy this week, so that might be it. And um, yeah, so I feel pretty good. I feel excited to talk about this week's show. I feel like I'm inspired to discuss a lot of things and have a real conversation. And that's what I like to do. Like I like to, I like that y'all find me funny or like laugh, but I also like that y'all, you know, can resonate with the things I say and uh, converse with me on the sidelines outside the show or feel inspired to move and do things differently um, after listening. So 
that's another reason why I don't like to record if my brain just isn't there because I don't want to put out um even though y'all might not be able to tell I don't want to put out like any negative energy through the airwaves and I don't want it like just talk about nothing to be talking about it but some great things are happening you know we are coming up on I'm gonna talk about the good things that's happening then I'll talk about some how Philadelphia in the I'm I'm talking about some bad things later but good things are Beyonce concert right around the corner I'm hella excited I feel like I'm going to give y'all updates every week leading up because I'm just excited. I don't have an outfit yet. I have no idea what I'm wearing. I don't have any idea because I feel like I know what to wear to a concert, but this is like a theme concert. You know what I mean? Like, am I going to give it to the girls? Am I going to be like how I normally go to like concerts, like very chill, cute? Or am I just, because I ain't going to lie, UK been showing out. And it's, it's given over the top. Like, be over the top. Like, don't... Like, we are not in Philadelphia. We are in Club Renaissance. Like, I have to, like, lose my brain and really pop that shit. Like, I feel like I can go to this concert and wear literally anything. Like, just be as, like, like Met Gala-ish, like, crazy with it. So, I'm excited about that. And y'all know, to be honest... I ain't no plain Jane, but I, I usually tend to keep things safe. <laughs> like, I keep things very safe. I don't usually, like, push the envelope. But I feel like that's a challenge that I want to take on. Like, go to this concert and really pop my shit, you know? And really do it and look good. And that's one of the things I'm excited for this summer. Um, One of the other things I'm super excited for this summer, I will be... At a, at a event and I will be vending and I will be having a meet and greet um, protected crown beauty supply um, is my sister's beauty supply store that she is working on It's upcoming is on its way to Philly and she has launched a crowdfunding campaign um, you can find it on the Instagram at Protected Crown Beauty Supply. Um, basically, their mission is to provide a safe space for Black women in Philadelphia to be able to shop. Very niche um, demographic for women that wear protective styles like, you know, twists, braids, uh, crochet braids, wigs, weaves, things like that. So that you can be able to shop comfortably and in a safe space and feel like, you know, you're comfortable there, that you're not being judged or accused of anything or um, have uh, people that actually know about your hair texture, the styles that you want, the type of hair you want to buy, the products that you like. Um, So Protective Crown Beauty Supply will be coming to Philly and to help it launch, they're doing a crowdfunding campaign and I ask you all to donate if you can. I'm going to post a link on our Instagram. But to celebrate the crowdfunding um, campaign, there will be a community event on June 24th um, at Albury Park in Philadelphia. Um, It'll be from one to five. The address is, and I'll post more about it on Instagram. Um, It will be at Albury Park, Albury Recreation Center, 6101. 
Artley Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19138. If you are a vendor and you're looking to sell some merchandise, some products, um, get out and meet people, engage with the community. Um, vendor, vendors are wanted, and you can email info at protectedcrownbeautysupply.com. Again, that's info at protectedcrownbeautysupply.com. You can um, email them to inquire about becoming a vendor. I will be out there. I will be meeting you guys. I can't wait to meet you all. Um, that we can have some fun. We're going to do double dutch. We're going to do line dancing. It'll be food. It'll be all types of fun stuff. It'll be so many vendors out there. You can do some shopping, networking, meeting people. It's just a good community event if you're in the Philadelphia area or don't mind traveling. Um, June 24th. And it's a Saturday at Albury Recreation Park. I will be out there. And you guys will exclusively, if you come out, have access to the merchandise that I created for Just Let It Glow podcast to celebrate 100 episodes. So I will have merchandise out. I, will, I designed some really cool and cute stuff. The people that are at the uh, pop-up shop in the community event will be able to purchase it first and get first dibs and get to see it and buy it in real time. So I'm excited. I can't wait until the event. Y'all know I talked about it last year on a podcast that I wanted to do an event where we jump rope and all of that good stuff. So I'm glad that we're able to do this now by celebrating Protected Crown Beauty Supplies, um, crowdfunding campaign. And I really just ask if you can donate is really going to help the community and it's going to bring more jobs and revenue revenue to the city um, and to protect, you know, things that is no reason why we are the biggest consumers and yet we aren't, we don't feel safe when we're shopping or we don't feel appreciated. So this is a way that we can go where we appreciate it and not just tolerate it. So Definitely support um, the dream and help another black woman have help um, another black woman get her dream out there and going. So definitely follow Protected Crown Beauty Supply for more information and check out our Instagram and Twitter and I will be posting information. Um, if you're coming out, if you're shy, if you don't know if you will uh, know people, just know you know me. We're going to have a ball. We're going to have fun. And I can't wait to meet you all. And this is really something really cool I really wanted to do this year. I wanted to step outside of my comfort zone and come out and meet you all. And I really can't wait. So I'm excited. So if you're coming, let me know. I'll look forward to meeting with you. But yeah, definitely check out for more info on our Instagram and uh, Twitter. So that is what I am working on this summer, y'all. I'm excited. Um, Also, I already told you I need a vacation. I just need to stop playing and book it. I just need to stop playing and book it <laughs> because, well, shit, that'll bring us to the next topic. I don't know if I can get the hell up out of Philly because the air quality between Philadelphia to Canada going up to New York is shitty. And I know in New York that they stopped a lot of flights for coming because of the air pollution. So let me just run this down. Um, y'all should watch the news to want the real details, but I'm going to tell y'all just a little bit. But don't don't look to me like, you know, I'm Barbara Walters because I'm not. So I'm going to just read a little information for y'all. But it's just, it's interesting. 
It's interesting here. So, it appears there has been an air quality alert sent out to New York due to smoke from wildfires in Canada lingering over into the city. City officials are urging New New Yorkers with heart or breathing issues to limit outdoor activities. There are currently 150 wildfires happening in East Central Canada, Quebec, with 110 of them being deemed out of control. The forest fires began emerging a little over a month ago. Pictures and videos of bridges, buildings, and bu- bridges and buildings throughout the city surrounded in an orange-like haze. The beginning of the trend and beginning to trend on social media platforms. Okay, I don't live in New York. I know I live in Philly, so it's about two hours away. But really, New Jersey, Philly, pretty New Jersey is. Philly is connected to New Jersey. North Jersey is connected to New York. So a lot of stuff, like we usually have the same weather. If it's snow there, it's snowing here. If it rains there, it's raining here. So while it's not orange outside here, it smells like smoke when you go outside. There is a crazy smog. It felt the air quality, I think, was at 197 here in Philly. Um, I think that's what iPhones told me. When I went outside today, oh, wait, wait, as of 7.27 p.m. on June 7th, it's at 2.36, so it's actually getting worse. So, yeah, the air quality is fucking terrible here. It's freaking terrible. I went to work um, today, and I took the train, and I was just like, damn, I left. I don't even got a mask in my purse. I done got so comfortable without wearing masks. I don't even have one in my purse. But then I'm like, would this shit even help? And then they tell us, oh, if you don't have to go outside, don't. But did not cancel work. Did not ask only essential workers to go to work. Did not say, oh, offices, if someone does not have to come into the office, you should not have them go into. Like, it was just nothing. I go outside. Kids are playing outside still. They're urging people not to play outside. But then it's also like you can't use air. You got to use your fans because air conditioning come from outside. It's just a lot of bullshit going on. And I was telling Eric before, you know, we started the podcast, me and him was talking. And I'm just like, it's so weird because I saw it. And for some reason, I did not go into a state of panic. I think between the water shit a month ago, the pandemic, last year it was fucking monkeypox. Like before that, it was malaria. Before that, it was like the some other mosquito that was going out and biting and killing people. Like y'all have stressed my years out. Being thirty two, being a, 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 I guess like I'm a, I'm like a real millennial. I was born in nineteen ninety, so I'm like a millennial, millennial. Like it is just the amount of panic stricken things that have been out that I just don't react to it anymore. And it's kind of crazy because it's like, y'all don't give a fuck either. Like, I think I reconcile with the fact that the government just don't give a fuck about us. (laughs) Like, when Michael Jackson said, you know, they don't give a, they don't care about us. I understood it as a child and I understand that now. So I don't even know how to react. I just want to know, am I going to like, are y'all going to push, you know, student loans back again because of the air quality control are we going to get a stimulus check like what's going on and i know one thing 
if Beyonce can't bring her ass to Philadelphia on July 12th to perform because it's an outdoor stadium, I am going to whoop Canada's ASS. I'm going to run up on Drake if Beyonce cannot come to Philadelphia July 12th because of freaking wildfires. And when everybody's just sitting here like, oh, global warming isn't real. What's not real? It's freaking June and it's still like 70, 80 degree weather here. We have not had any like real summer days really. Freaking wildfire in Canada, over 150 fires and 110 of them are out of control. Like New York looks like a damn filter. Philly is smog. I don't even know what New Jersey looks like. You know, beaches are starting to open, but they can't even have people out on the beach because of this freaking smoke. Like, this is really crazy. Mind you, that usually, like, those um, wildfires don't even really occur over here. It usually happens, like, in California, like, in a desert. Like, what the heck is going on? Like, I just really feel like it's just in my short time on earth it has been one thing if it ain't another that I really just don't know how to react I really I really don't know how to react to none of this stuff so I'm just I just try to do my best I do my best and I really was just thinking like oh I could go for a little walk outside instead of going to the gym it's like no you can't shit going to the gym you really you risking your life by going outside to hit the gym shit really but I risk my life to go to work, so I might as well go to the gym and look skinny in my coffin if that's what's going to happen. But let's get into a show that I've been watching that brings up a very topic that annoys the shit out of me. So on Bravo, Summer House has a new spinoff called Summer House Martha's Vineyard, where about nine Black people are spending two weeks and Martha's Vineyard for vacation. Martha's Vineyard is basically like the Black Hamptons. A lot of New Yorkers go there for um, New Yorkers like Boston, Connecticut. Um, well-to-do people go to the Martha's Vineyard for, you know, vacation or have, it's like a shore house, basically. But um, a little bit more hoisy-toisy than a way hoisy-toisy than a Jersey Shore. Little bit more uppity in my Kiki Palmer voice, but um, yeah, so I like the show. I ain't gonna hold y'all. I told y'all before how I like the sweet life where it's like these people are just like real regular, but there's cameras around and we just watching them do regular shit and figure out themselves. Like, remember how I told y'all to watch the sweet life because it's just refreshing to watch real reality tv where like people really are friends people really do know each other there really are conflicts that's happening like these are regular everyday people they're not walking up in like twenty thousand dollar outfits like they're just like regular everyday people that have jobs like one of the girls Shanice she can only come on the weekends um, because she has a job and she got to clock in Monday through Friday. And she can only come into on the weekend, which is very real when you like get like, you know, a vacation house with your friends. Like 
Some people can work remotely and stay out there. And some people are like, uh-uh, I can only come in on the weekends because I might be a realtor. I might be a nurse or whatever. There are some characters on this show. There is definitely a lot to t- discuss. It's a lot of different people. But one thing I'm going to discuss on this show is this married couple, Silas and Jasmine. So Silas and Jasmine met during the pandemic. Six months later, he proposed to her. A few months after that, they were married. So within like less than a year, less than a year and a half, they met, got engaged, moved in together, got married. So during the pandemic, right, we were not around our friends, right? Like some people got in relationships, some people got out of relationships, some people got pregnant. It was just very much pandemic like behavior. If you like look back at history during the Spanish flu, like that happened a lot. A lot of people got married, a lot of people had kids, a lot of people got in long-term relationships, whatever. The thing about it, during the pandemic, you really didn't see your friends, especially if you were on the East Coast, like in New York, Philly, D.C., things were really shut the fuck down up here. So, like, I think in 2020, I probably saw my friends, like, actual friends outside. Yeah, I probably saw friends, like, three times that year. Yeah, in 2020, I remember I I, I, I didn't see, like, right before the, from March, well, April, to December, I probably saw my friends like three times that year. Like not really often. So you weren't like going out. And I damn sure wasn't like going to like a bar, or a club, a restaurant. So you weren't around your friends. If you had a little dip, like if I had a little somebody a situation going into the pandemic, I could definitely see how quickly it would it could escalate to something else because it ain't shit else to do. So Silas and Jasmine got, you know, did all of that. This is our first time really being, and they filmed this, I think, at the end of 2021. I think this show was filmed in 2021 or 2022. I think it was 2022. So last summer really was like the first like full summer where we could really, really enjoy life. Right. There wasn't no scariness, no, you know, everybody by 2022, everybody had their jobs big, I would say. So she's worried about she keeps discussing how she's worried about her friends are going to perceive her now that she's married. That's the one thing that pissed me the fuck off. What does you being married have to do with how the way your friends perceive you? What image are you trying to put out about your friends? That is one fucking thing I can't stand. I can't, I can always tell when somebody used to be the whole friend because the whole friend always goes, when they get a man, they go out their way to pretend as if they're Betty fucking Crockett. Like they always want to act like you are, like y'all are like Stepford wise that you cook, you clean, like you just start doing real extra stuff. Like you got to keep uh, putting on arrears and acting like somebody that's not familiar, right? And usually end up with very controlling men. Um, and he thinks like you're just this prim and proper 
Stafford wife. And one thing about y'all whole friends, y'all always talk fucking pillow talking. And that is what fucking Jasmine does. She is running around this house. Her husband can't function without her. She keeps trying. She's talking different. You could tell like she's being real different because her friends are like side-eyeing her, but they don't want to call her out. And she talks too much. I can't stand a broad that talks too much. I can't stand somebody that, like, one, I feel like if you're going to pillow talk with your dude, I'm going to need you to have him understand that I don't need to know that you pillow talking. So be careful if, with that pillow talking stuff, because if your man want to do what Silas did, which was come at Jasmine's best friend, for like her being a party girl and the girl is so confused because she's like what the hell are you talking about and he was like yeah you need to respect her as a uh respect that she's a married woman and she's like what the fuck are you talking about here's the thing i don't gotta do a motherfucking thing i don't gotta do shit you your wife has to respect herself as a married woman however that looks for you that does not mean that her friend Jordan is trying to put her on to men or do anything like that. Your wife has to carry herself in a way in which you guys, you know, discuss that she would. Like, let's be serious. One of the things that really, really, really aggravates me is people feeling like I have to be involved in your relationship. I, uh-uh. That's just shit. I have so many married friends. I don't have shit to do with their marriage. I don't disrespect their marriage, but I also am not responsible for nothing that a grown ass person is supposed to do. And I hate when people do this shit. So instead of her, so what happened was Jasmine tells an art, y'all, my brain all over the place. So bear with me this episode. Jasmine tells Silas, all right, so Jasmine and Jordan went out. Silas is in the army. He was deployed for like, you know how they got to do like that weekend away where they're like reserved or whatever. Um, it's like every couple of months, like people in the army got to like go to basic training for like a week or two or something like that. He went and did that. He calls Jasmine at 3 a.m. while she lives in New York and she's out with Jordan. Jasmine answers the phone. He's pissed. Because she's out at 3 a.m. in New York. So he automatically does not like Jordan because he feels like my girlfriend, my wife never did this before. It's not until she's hanging out with you that she's out all night at 3 a.m. No, it was a fucking pandemic. All the clubs was closed and she was hung up under your ass. And that's why she went out to Jasmine. If I was Jordan, I would have had to cuss Jasmine out. Because if you know your man isn't cool with stuff like that, bitch, why you answer the phone while we at the club? Why you ain't just say you asleep? Why you ain't just call him later? Why you ain't turn your phone off and said you went to bed? Why would you answer your phone at three in the morning if you know that you're out, you're trying to have fun, but your dude don't like that? I hate, I hate bitches I got to think for. Because I don't got shit to do with you. As a single woman, I'm outside. I'm outside. If you want to go home, go home. Go home. 
They were not the only two that were out. It was a group of friends. You can go home at any point. That is what pissed me off, too. Another thing Jasmine did is three things that just four or five things that they did. Then they were talking about having a girls night where the girls go out to one of the bars in Martha Vineyard and the guys go out to a bar. Jasmine, the wife, says, oh, yeah, let's go get free drink. Yeah, we're going to get free drinks. So then her husband, Silas, is like, no free drinks. That, that's alluding yourself to something else. See, that's the thing, Jasmine. You talk too fucking much. As a married woman, why are you having conversations about how men are buying you free drinks? I hate when bitches think small. You got to think big. Like, why do you discuss these things? Like, why have a debate in your relationship about some shit that don't fucking matter? Why? Because you talk too much. I hate when girls talk too much. If you ask any of my friends, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, I hate when people talk, like, give way too much information. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm not a liar to men. Like, well, I'm lying. I do lie to men. But I don't lie about stupid shit. Like, I'm not telling nobody. Like, if my dude is like, oh, yeah, I saw y'all went out last night. How was it? Oh, it was a good time. You know, nothing bad happened. It's always a good vibe to be around my friends. Oh, did somebody buy you drinks? Yeah, you know, Taja bought me drinks. You know, we buy each other drinks. That's it. Like, why why, why would you say that a dude bought you a drink? Why would you say a dude bought you a bottle? Like, shut up. How is he going to know? Like, I hate when people volunteer information that's not necessary. I hate it so fucking bad. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. It's like one of those things that make me want to throw my phone. Like, I really, really hate it. The other thing that they did, this is a house full of people. Nobody else has their significant other, right? And obviously, they're newlyweds. They're having sex. That's not a problem. The house lets them know, like, listen, y'all are loud. We hear y'all often. You know, he gets mad and he's like, I don't want other men hearing my wife moan. The house didn't even make it a big, big issue. They're annoyed, but they let it go. They just, like, made it a joke. Um, Obviously, nobody wants to hear nobody having sex. like. But they're sharing a the house. There's nothing that they can do about it. He gets upset. And he's like, oh, you know, I I don't want any other men hearing my wife moan. So then later that night, they go to do the do. The girl is, his wife is now quiet because he made it a big deal about not wanting men to hear her. He gets mad at her and says that her being silent is a turn off and now he's irritated. At that point, get the divorce. Because at this point, he's just looking for an issue. Like, either... You want her to respect y'all's relationship. Like you asked her, I don't like women that men uh can hear you sexually. She's quiet. Now that she's quiet, it's a turn off. And honestly, you have you have a praise kink. It's not the sound of her most. You want to hear that you're doing a good job. At some point, you've been having sex with this woman for at least two years. I'm pretty sure if she didn't like it, she would tell you. Like 
if you don't mind men here, like, which one is it? She can't do anything. Like, either you don't mind the men hearing you hearing her or you do. You want her to be quiet or you don't. You're mad everywhere it goes. So why don't you just not do nothing? How about this is only two weeks. It's only two weeks. It's only two weeks at Martha's Vineyard. Wait till y'all get home. Because at this point, there's no satisfying you at this point it's too and i said this is really a pure example that during the pandemic a lot of you people that were unhealed were just doing any fucking thing just doing any fucking thing because they were just doing anything honestly i don't even think that personality wise that they're each other's type i think that they are struggling to hold on to the representative that they presented in a when they met during the pandemic and when they are around people that know them, their personalities are starting to come out more and more. So that controlling shit that he had before, he never really had to exhibit that because she didn't really stray from his normal seat because they weren't around anyone. And she never had to show that she's really mixy as fuck and a damn party girl. So he never saw that side of her. And she basically made everything seem like her friends was the whole friends. When I know the whole friend, it's always the girl that don't straighten her hair the right way. That is usually the whole friend. It's usually that one. Yep. The girl with the, like the suburban girl weave. It's always you. It's always you. It's always you. Another thing that pissed me off that Jasmine did now. I hate when people get married or get in a serious relationship and they think that because they were unhappy single, that their single friends are unhappy and it's their job to facilitate for their friends to be in a relationship. Jordan had a real bad breakup a year before, decided to be celibate. For a year, just to give herself, it wasn't no real thing. She just wanted to see if she could do it because she felt like she was just going in one bad situation after another. After another, I told y'all I was celibate before. It wasn't no real religious reason. I just, you know, life happens. And, you know, it just started to become like a spiritual thing a little bit eventually. But whatever. You're in decides to do the same thing she made her one year she was like you know I'm not gonna run out and just sleep with anybody but I'm not opposed to like meeting someone and if it happens it happens totally got her um she basically tells Jasmine yeah I'm not really interested in any of the guys that are at the house Jasmine is like trying to push her to date one of the guys in the house I mirror and she's like no I just don't see it for him and she's like oh well, I just know what my friend wants. I want to help my friend get what she wants. And Jordan is like, well, what do I want? And she's like, you know, to find, you know, your life partner. And she's like, I mean, eventually, but like, who's to say that's something I want now? And why do you feel like that's something you have to help facilitate with? And it's like, you have to be very careful. Whatever it is in life that you want, you have, you cannot project that onto other people. Like for me, example, being single, and this is like me being like completely single right now, like no lineup, nobody in the cut waiting, 
really deleted all types of numbers, deleted apps, deleted contacts, all of that shit. I am completely holeless right now. I am at peace right now. I'm not stressed. Ain't nobody like altering my my moods. Nobody's like really um aggravating, causing any anxiety with me. Like right now, I'm just like really becoming the woman for the type of man I want, right? I'm becoming that woman. Like I'm becoming this version of myself that when I was five, I always wanted myself to be this version of me. And I know that the ver- the husband I wrote, you know, life partner I manifest needs that type of wife, right? So I'm completely cool not fucking with no dusties and my sprinkle sprinkle voice. Other people, when they're single, they're really um, unhappy. Like not being in a relationship makes them very unhappy. I can't relate to that right now because like I see how I have seen how being in a relationship make people miserable because they don't really know themselves. They don't really love themselves. So for me personally, I'm just not, I'd rather be by myself and happy than to be in a relationship because I don't like being alone and be miserable. So like, that's kind of what Jasmine has been projecting on the show. And, you know, her friends are getting really annoyed by several of her, you know, things that she's doing. So that, that, I, if that don't make you watch Summer House, I don't know what will. But those are the things that's really pissing me off on that show. But it's a good-ass show, nonetheless. Like, a lot of these shows lately, these long cast, ensemble cast shows have been terrible. But, like, Summer House, that is some real tea. That's real drama. And it's people in their 30s that are young professionals. And it, a lot of the issues that are in that house I have seen it in real life in my own friend groups or work related or just other people I know that have been dealing with different things. So I definitely behoove you all to watch it. That is my show. Um, in sad news, um, Instagram influencer Jackie O, um, aka Jack Jacqueline Smith, she is a model, former wildin' out girl, YouTuber, um, content creator, influencer, and um, she is she was the girlfriend of DC Young Fly, the comedian, wildin' out comedian, um, eighty five South DC Young Fly. Um, she passed away last Wednesday, May I think it was May thirty first. Was last Wednesday. Um, she passed away after. Um, a lot of reports don't know exactly how, but it was reported that she was receiving a mommy makeover surgery in Miami um, and passed away at her hotel room. She leaves behind three children um, ranging from the ages six to and I think eight or nine month old son. Um, th- I don't know why, but that death really struck out to me because I watched her YouTube for some years. Like I used to watch her YouTube a lot. Um, she was good friends with B Simone, um, and some other, you know, influencer girls. Um, 
when I would watch her YouTube, she just always seems so nice and sweet and bubbly. Um, you could really tell she loved her family, loved her kids. I y'all know, I don't know if I told y'all with YouTube, I go through like months of watching like two four two to four YouTubers all the time. And then I switch off to like my next brand of YouTubers. So for like a long time, I was like really into like lifestyle YouTubers, family YouTubers, vlogging, stuff like that. I just liked it. And um, I really enjoyed watching her channel with her family. Like I said, her spirit was always very sweet, very kind. Um, She definitely seemed like an amazing mother, amazing girlfriend, daughter, friend. Um, I watched a podcast um, episode with B. Simone's podcast, and she just had a group of her friends on. Jackie was one of them. And they were, you know, talking about like the rose and thorn of their friendships. And one of the things, one of the things that they discussed is the consistency of Jackie, how she showed up as a friend um how great of a mother she was like they just definitely gave her her flowers they had no thorns to give about her other than that I remember specifically because I talked about it on the show that they said that you know she needed to to lean on the support of her friends more and that she does everything alone so um that really struck out to me and that's what I kept remembering because now you know she's passed she leaves behind three children And when I talk to you guys about, you know, why low maintenance friendships are, you know, problematic for me is reasons like this that confirm that it is an issue to say that, you know, to desire a low uh, maintenance friendship in a way of emotional support or being there or being a present friend because what happens now that she has passed away, if you were low maintenance during her life, then I'm damn sure ain't about to show up for her and her death. And I pray that those friends that she had, that tight knit circle, everybody has such beautiful, you know, things to say about her. I really pray that they are become the village that her children need and really support them and jump head first into it. You know, I know for me, like she had one of her friends is her kids, God parents, and I have God kids. And, you know, that's the purpose of a God parent is to step up if a family, you know, if a parent can't. And I know, you know, when I decided to be okay with being a godparent, I know, like, I would be there 10 toes down. Like, it wouldn't be, it wasn't like a vanity because I'm just cool with these people or we're best friends. Like I told y'all before, that best friendship, it changes. But the core of who you are as a person doesn't change. Like the quality of me doesn't change. You know, I was best friends with somebody for years and we don't even speak now. So like, it's really just the quality of a person that you have aligned in your life. Like when I say that I only want genuine connections in my life, it has nothing to do with us having fun, having things in common or the length of which we've known each other. 
I really only crave, I only really desire real relationships. I don't care if we're blood related. I don't give a fuck if I've known you for 20 years. I don't give a fuck if we have a lot of common interests. If it's not a genuine connection where there the the support is beyond surface level, then I really can't have that for me right now. Spiritually, it just doesn't feel right. If it feels like it's a test to communicate, we probably really should stop, you know, because shit like this happens and it just really puts shit in perspective, you know, for me, like the girl on her page, she's just kept getting like talking about God a lot lately and talk about spirituality and, you know, how she wanted to become closer to God this year and all of this other stuff. And it's just so um, interesting because it's like, oh my gosh, like this is this, like when people pass, they always say something profound right before they pass. And um, one of her posts were like being shared a couple of weeks ago about like the need and the want. It was kind of not going viral, but I've seen it a few times where people were just talking about how she was just talking about, you know, wanting to be closer, wanting to have a better relationship, um, a better um, thought process. And I feel like does people want to talk about the surface conversation of plastic surgery or um, shit like that. And I feel like that's just a surface-based conversation. Um, I'll have that conversation more in depth when people stop talking shit about Lizzo every day. I'll talk more about it if y'all don't point out, um, talk about how young baby Tate had a belly last year, even though she did not. I'll talk about plastic surgery being dangerous when people talk about bullying or making women feel like they have to be perfect is fucking dangerous as well. That's when I'll talk about that shit. Also, I saw like B. Simone was going viral because she mentioned on her story um, that she won't be posting much about her life on Instagram um, during, this is one of her best friends, during um, her grieving process. She'll only be posting on her close friends, um, which is basically like her vlogging or whatever. It's like a, I don't even think it's on Instagram. It's like a, like a Patreon or whatever. Um, do I think posting a link was in bad taste? Yes. But I also, and I don't know, maybe I'll, this is an unpopular opinion. I don't think she meant it as a money grab. I think that sometimes she's just a little bit goofy and she doesn't say things and she doesn't understand that words mean things. And the things that she put out, everybody doesn't understand your attention because these are strangers and they don't know you, right? I think what she was saying is, when people love ones pass, a lot of the times their social media, it goes up, right? People all want to know what's going on. She has this contract. She's just saying, I'm taking time for myself. If I do post anything, it will be probably here where I feel safe with the community in which, you know, utilizes my platform. I follow somebody on Patreon when they were going through a lot um, they were only talking about it on their Patreon. It was a lot of trauma things. It was a lot of grievance. They were grieving and it was all on their, um, 
Patreon and it wasn't like they were selling their grief. It's just that these are subscribers that pay um, pay to see my life or pay to support me. Um, people, you can send them messages. It feels like a more safe haven of people that actually give a fuck about what you got going on. Um, and a lot of people do that. I don't think she had bad intentions, but again, I just think that words and the words of Crystal, um, West from the read words mean things. And I think we have to be very careful of the things that we put out into the world. Also speaking of the things that we put out into the world, I'm going to talk about this next week, but remind me that I'm going to discuss Chica and I'm going to discuss, um, Azalea Banks, because I think, matter of fact, I'm going to just say it here because I'm not even going to go into detail. I think one of those things is we all struggle with mental health, some more than others. Um, bad things have happened to a lot of us. We are all dealing with traumas. Every day won't be a good day. And some things are very hard to deal with, right? However, struggling mentally or having some sort of trauma does not mean that you can use that as a weapon or an excuse for bad behavior or as an excuse to do vile things or say vile things. And I'm just going to leave it there. Well, I understand that, like I said, some people... Um, struggle with mental health a little bit more than others and things. Um, I think that accountability should be held with everyone. I worked in a very niche field where a lot of people struggle mentally. Everyone I had, I sat with someone one day that was having a manic episode that was homeless for like the last 10 years. They didn't really understand who they were talking to. He was getting very irate. And I simply said, hey, listen, I need you to relax for like just a few minutes. I'm here to help you. And he said, you know what? You're right. And sat down and be quiet. So when I say I have worked in this field, I have been in very dangerous situations and I have learned to redirect and I am compassionate and I have empathy. I do. I truly, truly, truly do. So when I'm saying that you have to be still held accountable for your actions, you do. And you can't keep putting out nastiness, the same nastiness that has caused you so much hurt and pain. You cannot aid to that same spirit and that spiritual warfare. There are a bunch of nasty people on the internet. And sometimes they have may say they may say things that have hurt you in the past, right? But when you counteract and repeat the same behaviors that they do, that does not make you any better than them. It does not. And just because we want to release this, because you think if you don't, something bad is going to happen. That's why we journal. That's why we call our therapist. That's why we vent to a friend. That's why we have family. That's why we have these tools. That's why we do these things, because 
every vent any every way to vent is not healthy. And I just think that we had to have more compassion for others. Like more compassion out here and not just look for people to have compassion just for us. You have to have it out in the world. And you cannot aid into the culture in which you despise and that has caused you pain. So that's what I got to say about the Chica and Azalea Bates situation. Because I feel like they're different but similar in the same way. So um, you guys looked up what they did because I really don't want to put that nastiness on the show um, because I just don't, I don't, I don't fuck with it, to be honest. I really don't. And I get tired of people using the excuse to be nasty, you know, and uh, the internet vilify people that probably ain't that fucking evil. You know what I mean? Some of these bitches just dumb. Like, Sorry. I, I kind of like B. Simone. She she doesn't have bad intentions to me. The bitch is just dumb. I hate to say it like that, but sometimes a bitch is just dumb. But sometimes motherfuckers are just mean as fuck. <laughs> and it ain't no amount of anything that they can really say that cannot make me think they're just mean as fuck, you know? But some people are just stupid as shit, and some people are just mean. And I guess you just got to decipher who's the fucking mean girl. But for our next segment, it's not even like I'm giving advice. I'm giving praise. The next segment is put a glow on it. And this is the segment where I really take like a popular uh, figure, a situation, a company, or a business. And I talk about how I would put a glow on it and spin it and make sure that it really, you know, chef's kiss. But this person doesn't need no fucking advice. They get it. They got it. I just want to say, Tiana Taylor is that girl. When I say Tiana Taylor is that girl, Tiana Taylor is that girl. Tiana Taylor is well on her way to getting an EGOT. I done told y'all last week that I watched her movie uh, on Peacock, A Thousand and One, and I absolutely loved it. The acting there, and I was talking to y'all about how she doesn't need to be told how to act. She doesn't need to be to- like told how to embrace like a character or the moment. She is the fucking moment. Like you tell her like, all right, the video is like 70s Atlanta. She's going to give you 70s Atlanta. She's not going to give you 70s 50, 70s Philly. She's going to give you 70s Atlanta. Like she gets it. Like the girl just fucking gets it. Um, Her star power, we already knew that she had that star quality for a very, very long time. Unfortunately, a lot of people sleep on her. And it's the same things I say about Beyonce where nobody gives a fuck about how well Beyonce does because she always excels, right? But if you take an artist that does not do as well as her, Miss <clears throat> Fenty, and you give them just a little bit of them, just and they they perform just on this person like like Rihanna Super Bowl, good, right? It was good for Rihanna. We are excited about her. She did it her thing, but like with Beyonce, we expect Beyonce to do ten times better. So don't nobody give a fuck when Beyonce does great because Beyonce always does great. Just like with Tiana Taylor, Tiana Taylor has always been the new generation, the new bar. She does the thing. She sings down. She gives a fucking show. Her concerts look lit as fuck. 
and you compare nobody gives a shit how great she is because she always does great but let mariah the scientist do more than one hymn on a damn hit two fucking notes at her concert and she gets praise right no shade of mariah the scientist but y'all get what i'm saying so lately tiana taylor has been creative directing a lot of young performers, um, stage sets. She did Lotto at Coachella and she did her thing um, most recently. And we all know how Summer Walker was giving it up on stage. One thing I liked about Tiana Taylor is that she didn't just push Summer Walker out her element. Excuse me, y'all. Allergies, or is it the smoke that's going on around this bitch? But I don't know. But she didn't just push Summer Walker out her element. She met her where she was. She understood her fears. And that show was so beautiful. Like she doesn't like Summer Walker doesn't like hills. Okay. We ain't gonna wear you gonna be barefoot. Oh, you don't like to see the crowd when you sing this very vulnerable song. We're gonna put a veil on you. You know, it's just so much. It was so beautiful. It allowed, I, I feel like this is the best I've ever seen Summer Walker. I feel like if Tiana Taylor can turn this girl into a performer, then bitch, she can turn me into Beyonce. I ain't gonna hold you. Like the girl gets it. Um, she also creative directed Lola Brooke this weekend for Summer Jam in New York. Eight. Eight, 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 damn. She also released a new sneaker. And y'all know she had sneakers before with Adidas, but then Kanye stole her uh, contract and her Adidas sneakers were very popular at the time. She basically dropped these, the Rose from Concrete Jordans, fly, nice, had a big ass event in Harlem. Just bring the vibes. Like, I just want Tiana Taylor to get all the things. Like, if y'all didn't want her to excel as an artist, bitch, she gonna make y'all favorite artists make her rich. This girl fucking gets it. And yeah, so shout out to Tiana Taylor. I love her deal. Um, I love her deal. I'm super proud of her. She just, she just fucking gets it, man. Like, it's just, it's, I love to see it because I love when people try to put you you know, in a box and you, and like people that you, um, have put first, right. Uh, people that you have decided like, oh, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm loyal. I'm a lookout for them. I'm this, I'm that. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm a lookout. I, I'm loyal to this uh, team and this camp and all of this other shit. And it's like, you know, fuck all of that. Fuck all of that. No, go out here and get your own. They don't want you to be a star. You're going to do it anyway. You're going to do it anyway. And I, I freaking love it. I'm I'm excited to see... Um, What's in store for Tiana Taylor? I can see her doing like choreography for movies. Like she already is a director. I can really see her being a creative for a lot of shows, a lot of artists, 
definitely have her own production. Well, she does have her own production company, but outside of like doing producing like films and stuff, like really doing artist development, I can really see her bringing back artist development into the music industry. And what she does, what she did with those three artists, show why you can't just have somebody have a hit song on the internet and put them on a big stage. Like artist development is really, really a thing. So I'm here for it. I'm here for Miss Tiana Taylor. Um, next we have our glow up topic, and this is my favorite topic um to discuss. It's um my favorite part of the show because it's like where I can be vulnerable. We can have girl talk, I can really talk shit, you know, and talk about things. So um one of the things I wanted to discuss this week is the healing journey. And um, I think I talked about it before, but I am about two years into therapy. And one thing I have realized throughout this journey is like, I would never, ever be able to say I have completely healed. Like, I can't say, like, I'm done healing or I've done it all. Like I said, I have done the work. And when I'm, I'm very aware of my feelings. I'm very aware of the things that I do as a person. And I'm being held accountable for it very often from a very unbiased uh, perspective, if you could say. Um, But every day looks totally different. Like while I don't have the amount of anxiety I used to have or the amount of the consistency of depression I would have, I do still struggle. I still have moments, but like now it's kind of like I have the tools to do better. I know what triggers me. I know, you know, what might be the reason where I'm not all the way okay. Um, I know why things are bothering me, but I don't know, you know, I can't stop it. I can't stop emotions, emotions from feelings. Um, I'm not perfect, nor will I ever be. I think, you know, healing is just everyday shit happens. So every day I got to heal. And it took, before I started ther- uh, therapy, I did. I was me for 30 years before I started. It took 30 years to be who I was as a person. Even the healthier parts, the more toxic parts, um, the more evolved parts of me, the not so evolved the unhealed parts of me, it took 30 years to occur. So in two years, I'm not ever going to be able to be like, oh yeah, I am completely healed. I'm done. I don't need um, that support. Now I might not need it. You know, when I first started, I would do every week in therapy um, and journal, you know, rather consistently. Um, I don't do it every week now, but it's still very consistent. I'm on a schedule. I journal when I need to. I know what, when things are, you know, bothering me. I know when it's just like chemical imbalance, you know. I'm able to figure shit out. I'm very self-aware, I would say, um, about my emotions, which I wasn't before because I didn't really grow up having to understand 
what my emotions were. Like I really only had three emotions, mad, happy, sad. Like that was it. That's only the only three emotions that I had. Um, I didn't really, I just didn't know, like, I didn't understand disappointment. Like I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I didn't know like where I was just frustrated. I didn't know where, you know, I'm not necessarily sad, but I feel unappreciated. I just didn't have those terms where, you know, while, or like happiness, like I used to think like happiness meant like you're walking up the street, skipping and smiling and doing shit when it's really just like, I'm content. I'm content. I'm okay. Life's good. You know, I'm grateful. I'm happy, but like, I might like, happy, happy, joy, joy, running up the street, but I'm very grateful where my life is. I'm very blessed, you know? Um, Those are things I'm starting to realize, like, damn, like, healing, like, like I was talking earlier, some days it just be like, damn, if it ain't one fucking thing, it's another. Sometimes you think, like, things in the past, just because you got through them, got through it, it didn't mean, like, you grew up from it. Like, you just went through it, it happened, and that's it, but we don't really realize that that shit is still in the back of your damn head. Like that shit is bothering you or it created a wall, right? Because everybody think it's just like one wall. There's like 50, 60 walls, you know, that we all got to break down. Like, okay, like the abandonment wall. Okay, broke that down a bit. Vulnerability wall, it's a little crack in that, in that wall, you know, um, trusting people you know it's a crack there like it's a bunch of freaking walls that you gotta build down and it's a lot of things that aided a lot of occurrences in life that aided to that so there's no way I can say after just two years of like consistently working on myself in that way I mean I've been doing work spiritually for some years but like consciously trying to change my mindset and consciously being very aware of how I feel and the things, you know, that I went through and how it aided, you know, I can't say that I'm healed. I can say I'm healing. I'm light years ahead of where I used to be, but there is a lot of work that still has to be done. There are a lot of things that I didn't um, understand when I was, a lot more toxic than I am now, you know, a lot of things that I ate it in when I was unhealthy, you know, a lot of standards that I didn't stand on, you know, and it just takes some time to figure it out. And I mean, it gets really, really uncomfortable because sometimes you could just be trying to get past things and you're like, God damn bitches, you is you happy as you ain't like damn like it's always something and it's like no because I it's not that it's always something that shit bothered me before I just never said nothing because I didn't feel validated in how I feel so now it's like now when I'm kind of moving out of ignoring my feelings and ignoring being toxic I realize you know it wasn't that it didn't bother me I just didn't feel like I was right to feel the way I felt. I felt like the way that I was feeling about situations was wrong. The way that um, 
things upset me wasn't valid. It wasn't that deep or trying to pretend like that person, you know, wasn't, you know, hurting me or anything else like that. Or, you know, that shit just wasn't a big deal. And it's just like, no, shit did bother you then, you know, it just seems like it's new because you ain't never really give too much thought to it. You just like, oh, you know, that's just how such and such is. Or, oh, you know, you just reading too much into the situation. It's like, no, I'm not, I'm not reading into shit. I'm just aware of how I feel. That doesn't mean that, you know, I got to react off of everything. That's another part. I just know how I feel and I feel validated in the things I feel. Can't nobody change it, you know? And that my perspective is my perspective. Your perspective is your perspective. Your intentions don't have to align with the outcome that I receive. You know, um, those are the things that, you know, make me realize like, damn, this shit ain't never going to stop. And I'm not looking for it to stop. I'm not looking to like walk out one day like, bitch, I am healed. You can't bother me. No, I'm healing. ING is it's just I'm light years ahead of what I used to be. It's still a lot going on. Um there is stuff that I haven't even uncovered yet because we bury so much shit in the subconscious that we don't even think about it. There are like reasons for everything. Like there are so many things I realize like damn. Like, that's probably why I do this, or this is probably why I think the way I do, or why I don't, you know, trust people. And that when this person does the these things that bring up those old triggers, it's kind of like, yeah, we still got to work through that because this shit shouldn't even bother you like you used to, you know? Uh, or, you know, you didn't have, you never acknowledge when that happened. So, like, this just is a reminder as some shit you went through before, you know? But yeah, like I said, I just start to realize like healing, you're healing every day and there's new shit that occur every single day and there's no way you can put the ED on it yet. Like we're just living life. It took 30 years for me to realize that a bitch was toxic. Not to, not only to others, but to myself. So there's no way I could really just be like, oh, yeah, I'm the queen of the world. I'm healed. I'm perfect. I'll never be perfect. I'll never be completely healed, but I'll be more mindful of my healing journey. I'll be more mindful of the things that make me happy. I'll be more mindful in my feelings being validated. So hope you guys can take that with you and kind of help you view your own healing journey because I know sometimes like when you you can get stagnant in um, therapy or healing or spirituality where it feels like you're doing all of this but things don't feel like it's changing because you know like I talked about it earlier in the episode I felt like you know I had anxiety real bad I didn't know why and it's like you know because you're still healing you still have anxiety anxiety does not go away because you feel like you should be past it. Like, that's not your on your timing. You know, now you can understand. The thing is, before, you used to feel like you were anxious for no reason. 
Now you understand where your anxiousness is coming from and you can address it better. So hopefully this helps you guys with your healing journey and, you know, you can definitely grow and glow through it. Speaking of, I also just wanted to reiterate that on June 21st, June 24th, we will be at the Protected Crown Beauty Supply Community Fund Day at Artly Recreation Center, 6101 Artly um, Street. Um, I'm really, I'm really excited. I can't wait. I want to double dutch with you guys. I will be posting the information on our Instagram and Twitter. So definitely come out. Merch will be there. Again, we'll be at Albury Recreation Center on June 24th. Fourth, celebrate in um, Protected Crown Beauty Supplies crowdfunding campaign. So if you can donate to Protected Crown Beauty Supply, it's much appreciated. Um, if you would like to come out and purchase merchandise from me, like I said, I'll be posting the t-shirt designs very soon. We are on our way to 100 episodes. I can't wait to meet you guys. So definitely show up and have a good time. Bye.